0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Welcome to Counter Programmers, where we are currently talking the TV show Raised by Wolves. This week we are talking episode seven, also known as Faces. I'm Paco, and I'm Jason. And this episode is a fucking letdown after last week, right? I- yeah, I mean there there wasn't as much come. Um, that's for sure
0: um i don't know that this one like we it's to excuse like we use this phrase often but it it really this is one of those setting the table episodes Mm -hmm. where there's some like important character developments that occur but not a lot of like action or something that propels anything further um and some of the choices are a little bad i feel yeah like it, they're now becoming kind of a formula that i've seen before and things are starting to become familiar mm-hmm. and it's also um going in in ways that are like all the religious stuff this episode was so like on the nose and not really clever uh that i was kind of disappointed especially during like the baptism part because i, I maybe i'm misreading this but like soul like the religion maybe was quasi christian or Judeo christian but like mm-hmm. i like that it kind of had this air of mystery to it that was more like ritualistic or like something different and then having like the baptism just was like a letdown just because of it and the in the like col- colonialization that they were drilling home mm-hmm. just was almost like too on the nose that wasn't clever and it, as as opposed to what the the series has been building towards to make you you know connect these dots yourselves
1: i mean i think some of that stuff works just because this is the first time campion is seeing it firsthand and mm-hmm. like we've seen in flashback some of the stuff and i guess in other scenes with the mm. mithraic just how shitty they are about the atheist, but like they tell him all his siblings, uh, are, like don't matter because they weren't baptized, which, uh, pretty fucked up. And like and the whole, like, destri- desecrating their graves, also pretty fucked up. So, like, but you didn't move the bodies, it's you moved the headstones, but you didn't move <laughs> yeah, the bodies. I mean. It's kind like of this episode has this poltergeist vibes yeah because yeah uh it's got a kid hearing voices from beyond um you know well what did you feel about
0: that like do you i was thinking about how like we've all kind of been saturated with uh soul or the ass souls as i call them okay. um because they are assholes but mm-hmm. uh it's you're hearing these voices or, or we should say that Marcus or Caleb is hearing these voices and the rapist is hearing these voices and we're meant to assume that it's supposed to be soul or God, but what if they're creating the antithesis of that, of AKA like a satanic figure or, you know, if there's light, there's also darkness. Mm-hmm. So what if they're just straight up hearing like Satan? Cause the, like even the way that like the figure creature thing crawls down the rope, is almost like a James Wan haunted house thing where I was thinking like, are they turning this into like,
1: well, they've this been demonic hinting at that for a while with like Tally being a ghost that's playing with uh what's her face. Uh, it does have like that haunted house vibe um, for the past couple episodes. They're just sort of peppering it in. It's not overshadowing things, but they've been laying that there and, Like I was saying, I think in the last few episodes now, I'm not super thrilled that it will take kind of a more supernatural turn, but uh, that's kind of turned around this episode. I think it's an interesting combo of... um, I think in the things this episode does well, the personal dynamics, now that everyone is together, are very interesting, and the various ways the kids are dealing with being back in Mithraic society from Hunter immediately being a douche to like Tempest rebelling. And, um, I can't remember the next younger girl's name. Holly, Um, I think that sounds right. Holly sounds right. Um, but her sort of being in the middle, uh, all that stuff is, interesting how it particularly with uh, Marcus and Sue um, how they're yeah. trying to figure out what their next steps are because this is a group that a lot of the members do not want to be in this group but and they're all kind of stuck together which I think is interesting and I think that works. It's table setting but it sets up interesting conflicts down the road. Um, that and The supernatural voices approaching Campion and sort of telling him to kill is interesting because he's been set up as kind of our hero character, and Mm -hmm. I could see there being an interesting turn. Um, And I think at this point, like the idea that uh, the atheist sort of end up working with mother and father and the kids to sort of go native and maybe work with whatever the species is. Because uh, maybe it's just a species that has some level of telepathy or something. Um, is interesting because the Mithraic are a lot more hostile forces. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of meat on these bones. I think this episode lays some of that meat out on the table and wipes its ass with some of the meat. <laughs> <laughs> but then tries to like make shish kebabs where we're all supposed to eat it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, uh, the ending is one of the dumbest and most pretentious things I've ever seen. Not the ending, but like... The the fight with himself? I mean, how does he even actually cut his stuff open? Like, because that's a vision, right? What the fuck is that if it's not a vision? And like, yeah. <laughs> so was he like self-harming in this hallucinatory state? Is that what we're supposed to assume? Like Tempest was out there. What the hell did Tempest see? Was it just him like wailing around and then stabbing himself?
0: Yeah. Or like, I thought she arrived like later. So just saw him like hurt or something. But No, because
1: she was there when mother fell in the hole, I think
0: yeah um i don't know i i i, f- I still feel like maybe there are like survivors down there where they paul even tells his parents that like oh we can't eat the vegetables like nothing grows because it's all radioactive mm-hmm. i was thinking of like godzilla of like if there is like a first nations people that have just been uh surviving on the sustenance of like radioactive crops and stuff who knows if like they've evolved into these radioactive radioactive beings and if like maybe if tally is related to that, but it's, there's too much like some strange supernatural things that are coming into play, including, um, father's, uh, role in this, um, or his, uh, character in this episode and how, um, basically at the uh, the end of last episode, he was kind of killed. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, he was a uh, shot a bunch and everything, and he's been reprogrammed here, in a way that's, of course, you know how uh, you know father is kind of like a colonized peoples, which is you know is no uh, thumb up to Cape Town, in South Africa, where they're filming this. Yeah, like, no shit. You know, uh, from the Dutch to the Spanish to all these people that have colonized that that area. In the first, I think they're the first Cape people. Uh, I think is their. Uh, um, uh, what they're they're called um well and then
1: uh, after all that even under african apartheid. leadership they had apartheid and
0: yep yeah um but it, it was it was interesting that like there's a line uh where i think campion is trying to get a, in touch with father or something and someone's just like that's that's not father anymore he's not it, it was like reprogrammed nature of when you colonize these um these people you know, uh, other peoples that you encounter, um, you're now making them fit into whatever structure and hierarchy that you want, including the like. You know, if this is there's a drinking game for how much we mention George Orwell in the show, mm-hmm. uh, we have to say like the the line that all animals are equal, um, just some are more equal than others, and that's pretty much the guiding complex of the asshole souls so far. Um, you know, you're seeing all of these bits that are so familiar, like Paul finding the mouse and Soul getting praise as opposed to like, oh, you cool, you found your mouse. Yeah. No, he gets all the Soul gets all the credit. He found it, and then the like irony of um, Hunter trying to say, you know, speak up, you have to let them know that you're pregnant, and it's like you're expressing this concern of the baby, but yet you have Campion locked in a fucking shed.
1: Well, I mean, you know? how is that any different from the religious right here? Uh, No, exactly. Like, it's so familiar. It's the idea
0: that, oh, you care about the mother, apparently, but not the child after it's born. You're just locking them in the shed. Mm -hmm. And I think the dynamics were so interesting. Like, it felt almost inappropriate when they were like blessing the house and you had these people in these religious garbs going through these rooms and saying like prayer before me you know meals when before that we've only known like these warm conversations not always warm but these conversations between these kids and kind of the fellowship of like being hunter gatherers and go Mm -hmm. like learning from father how to do things and to take, take care of themselves and now it's like oh great i'm so glad that uh the soldiers are here because now Campion's locked somewhere. We can't give him food unless he gets baptized. Now we can't do this. You know, be, you know, it's all these rules and these this structure, and it's just interesting. You know how that is kind of changing the landscape for these kids too. I mean, Tempest straight up says, you know, mm. I don't believe in soul anymore. Like I'm not. You know. Yeah. So, um, it was just interesting seeing that hierarchy. And the the sympathy and worth that is associated with said ceremony. Like the fact that they have the audacity to defile these tombstones, these gravestones of Campion's siblings that were real people Mm -hmm. is no different than Trump's border wall uh, desecrating all of these lands of indigenous folks of ancestors all for the sake of something that will keep us safe yeah it's I mean upon upon hundreds of years of white colonialism and in the Americas but
1: I think one of the most important parts of that is its father who does it which is you know part of colonialism is using the enslaved uh, members against their own traditions and cultures and survival um, yeah I I thought all of that, kind of worked. I thought it was, like, pretty heavy-handed. Not as heavy-handed yeah. as the metaphors at the end, but <laughs> um, it was still... I got what they were dropping down. Um They didn't need to go quite so heavy with it. Uh I am in, in the... Oh, go ahead. I think it's interesting how... um Mother apparently is able to tell, like, right away that Marcus had, like, face surgery. But there have been other fucking androids with the Mithraic who haven't figured that shit out. Like, how is that possible? Like, what happened there? Um, Yeah. uh, So I think that's a little convenient. Uh, But... I, I'm i mostly fascinated by the like f- assuming there's any weight to the prophecy at all which for all we know there's no weight to it except that the Mithraic people buy into it but there's now three potential candidates for who it is like mm-hmm. uh, when the uh, cleric said like maybe if the scriptures were like mistranslated maybe it's not an orphan because she doesn't know that Paul is an orphan like none of them do Uh, was an interesting moment and also the idea that it could be Campion or Marcus as he claims at the end uh, is interesting because will that mean Marcus is going to reveal who he truly is in the next episode and be like I'm actually an orphan I'm leading you uh, like I've led you to where you need to be, I. I think again, it's a lot of table setting. Who knows again how much accuracy there is to any of this soul stuff, mm-hmm. but it's it's more interesting than some of the nuts and bolts of the show. This episode,
0: yeah, I think Marcus and Caleb, uh, or Marcus slash Caleb, mm-hmm. is. He has a lot of shit that happens this episode. I think he proves that really rescuing Paul uh, was more of an incidental. Um, Obviously their plan, him and Sue's plan was to um, get their child back and then escape. Because why Mm -hmm. would they need this, uh, these people anymore, if they're atheists under this false false pretense? And I, I do love that Sue calls Marcus out for being no different than the people who sent Uh, marcus out as a child because that Mm -hmm. was my big takeaway the last episode and i love the idea of her wanting to escape to the tropical zone and that's really like her ideal is just to leave and live the rest of her days like in a safe place with her and her family and um i love like the baptism scene where uh campion ultimately rejects them Mm-hmm. and she has this like there's a cut to her really quick of this like look of admiration or this like it reaffirms her path and it also creates more of a wedge between her and marcus and the the audacity of marcus's like monologue of like everything that has happened and the reason you escaped earth and the reason that you're you know enjoying this freedom and all this stuff is because of me mm-hmm. like the misogyny of of the fact that maybe the happiest they will ever have been was really like uh, you know the last lovemaking scene or but before then that really like this is going to maybe see um her and mother kind of um having a certain camaraderie um i think that one of the other interesting things we should talk about is um the role of mother as a captive of another human adult and even like throughout this show other than the flashback in the simulation lounge thing Mm -hmm. it's strange seeing her talk to an adult where she her programming is used in a different way that's not it's yeah manipulative like
1: it it was just it was really strange in a good way i don't know i those scenes didn't really do much for me because i don't know that all felt sort of forced to move the plot along in a way like her riling him up so much to the point where he actually hurts paul and shit like that it's like i mean one of the points of the show seems to be that there are no real heroes in it but, like, I don't think we needed to see him shoving a kid. Um. Well, like, I think that it's almost
0: creating this parallel, too, where, um, you know, will he become the new creator? If he does succeed with reprogramming her, mm-hmm. will she fawn over him in this, like, Stockholm syndrome way similar to the original Campion? Like, I think I, I really like that dynamic, and I like that the conversations could be interpreted... In one way that she's being manipulative, but also, like, for good reason, but also in a way to protect her children, which was her original programming, or, like, Mm -hmm. her modified programming. Like, I love the chess pieces of that, of, um, I mean, her performance is just, it's so fucking good, because... It's like she's present, but she's far away at the same time. And it's so hard to express that. And it's so fascinating when she does interact with other
1: characters. And seeing her and father both develop more and more emotion is Mm. really one of the high points of the show. Like, um, obviously, they kind of had to be obvious about it, but like, father having like nervous twitches sort of indicated. That there was an emotional part of him that was still there under this reprogramming, which we see or, in the end. Um, or is that his soul? You know, that's, that's what I'm saying. European. Like, I he's developed a soul, and like he can be reprogrammed, but the soul still at least has control of that one hand. Um, and it's it's interesting. I'm curious to see where the character goes because he's everything he's done has been for the kids and uh, well for both of them, obviously, but I think both of them are in such a weird spot because they can't really go back now, but father needs to be reprogrammed and mother doesn't have her eyes. So she's not really a huge threat. Like I, I'm very curious to see how they proceed uh specifically as we are i every episode we see a little bit more that they have developed like these really profound needs and like need to care for people that are basically human and mm. it's it's really interesting and i think there's a lot that still can be plumbed from that, that we haven't had a chance to like the show's gone. Kind of, it's a slow show, but it's gone kind of fast in that area where Mm -hmm. it's just kind of dropping breadcrumbs. And I'm curious to see how it proceeds, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, totally. And I mean, like just for instance, a breadcrumb was the, it seemed like a throwaway line, but last episode when Hunter was like, I could, you know, reprogram you, make you stronger or whatever. And we were like, God, why the fuck would he do that? Like, that sounds like a bad idea because Hunter Mm -hmm. wasn't really trustworthy. But now there was like a scene where Hunter connected with him almost where he felt guilt at seeing father in this capacity. Where I wonder if he's going to unlock father and, you know, they're going to, you know, like. Have some sort of resistance, but uh, I mean who knows um I was also thinking of the that soldier that uh had a scene with Marcus last episode about his father, and like you know I, I'm not going to express any weakness like my father did or whatever mm-hmm. he he encounters um Marcus and father dragging mother off and then he's like talked out of joining by Marcus
1: well in the way that. And the fact that Mother says, like, this isn't Marcus. This is yeah. an imposter. That seems like it's going to be important down the road. Well, it's like the his expression in the other scene was
0: almost like he, he knew something that he wasn't expressing. Mm-hmm. And I had that same vibe here where I was like, is he an android that is the one who's causing these voices to happen that we weren't aware of? Or like... Is there something more to this? Because there's something else going on behind his eyes that I can't express. Like, I feel like he knows full well what's going on and that he's waiting for a chance. Because, like, there's so many things. Like, Marcus is clearly doing something shady. Yeah. And it's strange that he would just be like, oh, okay, cool. I trust you. These these androids will try anything to get out of getting killed.
1: And, and it's, Yeah on a similar note i both marcus and sue are dropping the lord's name in vain so many times in this yeah. episode and i'm like how are they not like blowing up their spot with that like because yeah, totally. obviously they're used to it but i imagine all these super religious people aren't super cool with people saying god damn all the time yeah shit like that and Calling people bitches, like not really yeah. acting very religious. <laughs>
0: well he said something like, yeah, after Mother like uh uh antagonized him, he was just like, I'll fix that, I'll in that bitch yeah. or something. It was so weird, and then he just pushes Paul. I I wonder if the next episode we're finally going to see Paul connecting the dots and realizing that they're not his parents, because there was a couple of scene like moments in this episode where like his mom says something and he's like, Don't you we ate a bunch of cool shit back yeah. on Earth or whatever? And she's like, Oh, I must have forgot or something. Mm-hmm. Um and I ultimate like I do Paul was such an asshole in the last episode, and I feel bad because he is a child, but in this episode it it also reaffirmed that he is the ultimate kind of victim that I feel bad for, that he is not even aware that his real or his biological parents died mm-hmm. and he really is an orphan and alone um but also the trying to appease his father like the look on his face when his father like puts the soul soldier helmet on him and stuff and the look of pride that he has Mm -hmm. ultimately uh you know it's 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 a bummer like i wonder if he's going to finally figure out that they're not his parents and i wonder if the rapist will come back into the picture next episode because we haven't really seen him or dealt with him or that android he was with
1: Mm -hmm. um yeah. It's it's a lot of table setting and I think we have 3 episodes left, right? This is a 10 episode run, I believe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we have 3 more.
1: So, it feels like we're ramping up for probably episode 9, so we might have one more episode of table setting before things really start to pay off, but I am engaged in seeing where it goes and I I do there's so much in this world and its story that is engaging that I hope they don't shit the bed. Uh, I'm a little concerned with this episode uh, at some of the choices they've made. Yeah, I I, I
0: agree. I, I think that it's kind of on a tightrope of where it goes, and on one way it will be really predictable and kind of an upset if they go in a certain direction. Like, if... I, I really, like like the contrast of science with religion or like spirituality i think that's interesting mm-hmm. i just i'm also just kind of bored by it's now feeling like a formula where okay just when you think you have some things figured out mother escapes even mm-hmm. though she's lost a pint of cum or alfredo sauce or whatever the fuck, <laughs> but like she just runs away as if no- nothing and the, um and so now we we have to deal with the after effects of everything that happened in this episode and it just doesn't feel as like organic or um i'm interested to see where sue uh goes from here because at this point she's kind of my avatar where she communicates all of my feelings where (laughs) she's like frustrated she's like the only kind of hero her and campion have this unclenched kind of bond that they don't even realize about each other of like the feeling they have of science and objectivity in science you know like Mm -hmm. i really like that contrast with maybe how she's starting to feel separated by her relationship with paul at this point where paul is navigating more towards uh his father and he's almost doing his own thing where because his marcus can't really identify with all of Paul's beliefs and spirituality because he doesn't really believe that, Mm -hmm. but he also doesn't really necessarily believe in soul as much as this delusionary oral, uh, hallucination that he's experiencing. That's coming from somewhere. And he's also this episode, he's going against that voice and there are consequences for going against that voice. And that was really the only interesting Thing to me about the like mm-hmm. i'm fighting with a mirror image of my my original self versus my new self yeah and the episode's called faces which God. i just like it's that stuff that's just kind of dumb <laughs> like yep we don't need it um i i do love that this film or this uh episode gives me some sympathy for the xenomorphs not that this is set in alien or anything but it's the idea that these colonists, like Newt's parents, mm. come to this planet wanting to terraform <laughs> their own society and we're meant to believe that the Xenomorphs are the assholes? So...
1: I mean, they know? are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, I it would be interesting to see an alien movie where there were other species besides the two. Because, yeah. like, the human expansion... Uh, is what leads them to the xenomorphs in the first place, and you know there's probably other aliens that wouldn't be thrilled if we started colonizing them either. So, yeah, yeah I think that's that's a really fascinating idea. Well, um, do you think, or do you remember like where
0: Lamia came from? Like, were there multiple Lamias, and were yeah, like, the soul a-
1: People the one that? The created s- they were yes and she is one of many of i keep forgetting the name of that model but they reference it as shitload. um so there is like this super weapon model that the Mithraic people have back on earth and so i think it's possible that there could be more of them either later this season or season 2 because they do drop the line of, like, what if more people are coming? So it sort of sets up that maybe there's going to be more humans and more androids arriving in future ships. Mm-hmm. And that could be interesting to see, like, Mother facing off against, like, a just generic model of her. Well, I just, I love the, uh, you know,
0: the the bullshit of, um, you know this religion that can pretty much set these monsters or these creations onto their own people and fuck up the entire planet only mm-hmm. to escape to another one so that they can start anew. Uh the audacity of these assholes. Um it's you know, Mother says the line that's like we're not here to repeat history. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what the show's been drilling in since episode one. But it's like no matter what house of cards you build, it will all collapse because humans are predictable and go through this cycle of bullshit Mm -hmm. um it's just like the reason like why it's it's so fascinating because these assholes are like why should we listen to them like campion has more knowledge and lived experience than these assholes do and nothing's um that's communicated so clearly by the fact that like Paul is creating these traps so that he doesn't have to deal mm-hmm. with the idea that they're killing creatures so that they can kill from afar and, and and all these things and the industrialization of it versus, oh, time was really rough on the farm when father was trying to te- you, teach you to, like, forage and hunt and, like, be a hunter-gatherer and go about technology at a different pace and maybe to learn things to set you up for success. And now it's like we are taking huge leaps and bounds and modifying this current space to be a version of our, the last place we were at that we fucked over. And it's like, why not go in a different direction? Soul obviously is not real. Well, Soul's not real. And
1: probably. Yeah, we'll see.
0: And then it's also like, okay, could the androids be this deity who are just throwing voices? Like soul is SOL is that any different than the soul that they're talking about and Campion's talking about? Is all I'm gonna us? be
1: so fucking pissed if it ends up being like androids <laughs> or something. That's just so fucking same lazy. Ah oh, man, I I'm leaning towards because the rapist dude was having that on the ship, so I'm re- leaning towards it either being space madness or there is like a deity mm. that's speaking to them. Like, that's I, interesting.
0: It's like the Steambushini Armageddon's space madness, where yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what's freaking out Marcus too. But then why would Campion hear it? You know.
1: Well, that's true. I I guess I am leaning towards there is some kind of deity or supernatural force. But I'm I'm definitely curious to see where it goes.
0: And I hope it's Satan or something cool. You know, it's like they fall down the hole and it's just like they've there's a hologram of like Dio. You know, uh <laughs>
1: That fucking it, rule. It's,
0: well, I just, like, I also... I'm trying to think ahead of, like, okay, they're gonna want to do, like, a gotcha twist stupid thing, or whatever, and it's, like, it's interesting. I don't know. This, interesting.
1: this show doesn't feel like a gotcha twist kind of show. Like, it feels... It's really riding that line between hard sci-fi and lost bullshit. Um, yeah. But... I mean, maybe lost has gotcha twists, but... I feel like they aren't setting us up for anything really dumb. I hope I don't know. Well, it's it's the idea too that it's like we're made to assume that these
0: voices and this deity is is God or like Yahweh or something when it's like there could be other forces at play here on this new planet mm-hmm. that God maybe didn't create like if I, or whatever their deity is like who knows if it's it's some sort of you know, Lucifer, Luciferian character or something. I just think that's, that's really fascinating because the, it, it did feel like a exorcist type scene, like a demonic force that was in, like a poltergeist that was in that, mm-hmm. that hut, the, uh, with, with Campion. That was like, that was really interesting to me. Um, but I also like, I feel like there's some weird connection that's going to be explored with Marcus and Mother. The fact that both have had these vivid sex scenes, that were kind of similar of this epiphanous, uh, Mm -hmm. cacophonous sort of under, not understanding, but this big,
1: like re awareness or something like resetting of their, uh, perceptions. Like they're kind of hallucinogenic in a weird way.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by that of like, in most major religions, voice, voices and, um, Halluc- hallucinatory things like visions are a big part of prophets uh, prophecies and, and mm-hmm. messiahs that it's just going to be interesting just to see how that plays out as well um but I it just like you had mentioned a couple episodes ago like who knows if this is like an earwig uh or some sort of thing that an android has put in you know his yeah. body or who knows if the rapist is really who knows what happened before we got there you know uh if i don't know like yeah yeah i don't know it's it's there's so many like interesting questions and 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 interesting character dynamics i'm just kind of i'm interested to see where sue goes from here because i feel like she's almost cornered (laughs) where like fuck marcus Mm -hmm. and uh i also she's expressing sympathy towards this child that is kept in a shed because uh he's denouncing the deity that she also denounces
1: they're setting kind of something up there and campion and sue are the two closest we get to likable characters so i could see there being something there anyways uh we should end before we go longer than the episode Um, (laughs) but uh we will catch you next week when we are talking episode eight which Hopefully has more fun bullshit and less stupid bullshit. Agreed. And uh, until then, please remember to rate, review subscribe, and uh, take care of yourselves.